Hello and welcome to Biker BS show number two. I'm your host Gary Cooling and today I think I want to talk about several things as usual. Uh, let's start out with, uh, I just read that Mr. Gary Nixon, uh, after 37 years uh, since he won the uh, AMA Grand National Championship in 67 and 68, has done it again. Uh, he has won the American Historic Racing Motorcycle Association Formula Vintage Championship. Congratulations, Mr. Nixon. I know that he and uh, Springer, Jay Springsteen, uh, are involved in what I call ARMA, short for uh, Historic Racing Motorcycle Association. And if you've ever seen those guys race, it is something to behold. Uh, if you're like me, you like the sounds of uh, all different kind of motorcycles, V-twins, uh, from Ducatis to uh, the old XRTT Harley-Davidson to uh, triples and singles, and uh, it is really a neat thing to see, especially out there in Daytona. I've been out there several times, and uh, they come around the uh, high banks of Daytona and through the infield, and you need to need to go out there and see that one day. Uh, it's uh, the week before Bike Week, uh, I think, officially starts, uh, and it's it's something to go see. Uh, uh, the racing out there is awesome, from the flat track to uh, the motocross. Uh, I personally like the road racing, so it's uh, it's something to go see, especially uh, especially the old bikes and the. The uh, I'd say instead of older champions, the uh, vintage champion guys like Gary Nixon and and Jay Springsteen. Uh, another thing I'd like to mention, and it is going to be out in theaters February 3rd, and it's getting a lot of buzz uh, on TV and also through the motorcycling. Uh, magazines is the world's fastest Indian uh, starring Sir Anthony Hopkins and I think that's going to be a good movie it has uh, been getting good reviews at least by the motorcycle community and it's based on a true story about a man from New Zealand a Mr. Monroe who bought an Indian uh, like when he was 20 years old back in 1920 and uh, kept the same Indian and modified it itself and came to America in the 60s and set a uh, world record Bonneville Salt Flats that still holds today for the world's fastest Indian. I'm looking forward to that and it's supposed to be out in the theaters like I said February 3rd. Uh, you've also got a website you can go to uh, it's uh, www.worldsfastestindian.com and uh, went and checked that out and that is a really neat website. It's got a lot of history on Monroe and his bike. has some uh, vintage pictures. Uh, it's got a lot of a lot of information about his record and his life and his motorcycle and uh, he seemed to be a very smart individual, very, very dedicated to what he uh, wanted to do, which was uh, go fast. 
on his Indian. He loved that motorcycle evidently because he kept it until his death in 1978. So that should be one heck of a film. I can't wait till it comes out. I'm going to go see it on the big screen. I'm not going to wait till it comes out on video, which is usually what I do with most of the movies. I just watch it in the comfort of my home. I think that's what a lot of people are doing these days with Netflix and all the other stuff. But that one I think I'm going to have to go see on the big screen. Just uh, They filmed a lot of it uh, on the Salt Flats. And uh, I'm a big fan of Anthony Hopkins anyway. And I heard that uh, he had waived um, quite a bit of his fees I think, to do this. So evidently Mr. Hopkins was touched by this story. And I think that's going to be one of the movies that I go see here uh, in the next week or so. So uh, maybe make that on your list. So look up the website and see what it's all about. Uh, see what else do I need to talk about here. Um, I think I uh, said something about uh, Daytona, my first show, uh, Bike Week, and uh, talk a little bit more about it. I forgot what number it was, but it's 65 years. It's the six, 65th anniversary of Bike Week coming up here in March, uh, and I think it's through, let's see, the 3rd through the 11th. That's generally about the same dates I believe every year I've been out there several times and really enjoy uh, riding out there I usually um, stop in Pensacola I, I'll make it a I'll make it a full week trip uh, usually two days to get out there and two days to get back and stay the full week uh, that's how all the hotel rooms rent out there is in one week blocks so you might as well make it a vacation I think to go out there and I usually uh, stop in old Pensacola going out there uh, that's halfway out to Daytona 500 miles and spend the night and then get on my bike and ride the next day to Daytona uh, I've got a friend of mine that used to live out in Orlando and I'd visit him but he moved up to Jacksonville so uh, next time I don't know if I'm gonna make it out there this year but I will definitely stop by and see him if I don't make it this year I'm planning on going in the next year or so because that's a pretty good size trip I have to take some vacation time to, to uh, get out there and but it's a uh, it's an experience if, if you've never been out to Daytona uh, it's um, it's something to go see all the um, shows and uh, they just have it's 24-7 out there and it's um, a lot of people don't go to the racing, but they have all kinds of different racing, like I mentioned before, and the uh, motorcycle show at Rats Hole, and uh, uh, the convention center out there, and there's always something going on. Of course, there's uh, all the bars and whatnot, and uh, it's the run for the sun. Uh, that's when all the people from up north usually run down there and get on some sun, and they do their first riding a big ride down there and you see people from all over the United States but a lot of people from up north the east and uh, I've met a lot of friends over the years out there and uh, it's uh, it's quite an experience I uh, meet a lot of meet a lot of nice people out there and I know one of my little uh, impromptu uh, uh, what would you call it uh, surveys yeah that's what it is it's a survey 
is you know you got speed week for uh, nascar and then you've got the bike week and then it rolls right into uh, spring break for the college people want to go down there and enjoy the sun and the beaches and i've asked several of the people that uh, you know the people that serve uh, at restaurants and the different businesses uh, who they like better of course I was out there during bike week and most everybody I've ever asked said the uh, bikers are more friendly uh, supposedly than the NASCAR people. I don't know, uh, maybe they were just trying to blow smoke up my butt. <laughs> I don't know. And then they said that, uh, you know, that when the college kids, of course, they kind of tear up the place, I think. And, and uh, I don't know how much money they make uh, they, during NASCAR speed week, but bike week, they usually pull in the local newspapers, say, around $300 million for one week. So they make, they make quite a bit of money during that, uh, you know, March, late February period. Uh, and they say they make about $100 million in six weeks for the spring breakers because, you know, the college students are living off of mom and dad's money. So... You know, they haven't got quite as much money to spend as, say, the uh, the uh, rich urban bikers, all the doctors and the lawyers that grow their grow their beards out for a week and and go down there <laughs> with all their all their uh, nice BMWs and nice Harleys and whatnot. They, you see a lot of money down there and the nice leather outfits that the wives wear and the matching helmets and all that kind of stuff but it's it's a lot of fun out there so that's one thing that's coming up pretty quick and i will talk more about that in a future show uh and some other things uh get a get a kind of a loose format going here i don't think i'm going to tie myself down to a, a specific format uh, i'm going to be doing some different things i've been tossing a few ideas around uh i think i'm going to might do a segment in the garage, uh, me uh, trying, trying to wrench on my bikes, or maybe maybe some friends of mine go over their garage and what they can mess up trying to wrench on their own bikes. And then I'd like to get out, like I said in my, my first show, I think I'm going to get out and try to uh, go on some of these rides and maybe stop at the local watering holes and maybe try to interview somebody if I can run somebody down if they even want to talk to me I'll have to I'll have to try that out and uh, see how that works out uh, being that I'm not a, a celebrity although I've met quite a few people in my years riding around here we will have to we'll have to try that out and see how that works uh, I think that could be a lot of fun uh, go on some of these bike runs and and uh, see if I can't get some interviews. We'll have to see how that works out. So I'm going to try some uh, some different stuff, see what works, what doesn't work, see uh, what I can come up with, and uh, mainly just try to have some fun. Uh, see uh, different different uh, stories and hear, or I not see different stories, but hear different stories. And uh, later on, after I get my uh, act together, maybe I can, uh, and I definitely want some audience feedback. Uh, get your your BS story, and uh, maybe I can uh, tell them on the tell them on the air, read them on the air. See how that works out. So I think that is going to be the end of my show for um, 
Biker BS Show number two. Again, uh, you can reach me at uh, bikerbs at gmail dot com, or uh, the number is two zero six three three nine three eight eight nine. The phone number to the blog, and I think that's going to do it again. And uh, I will end this show with a little motto of mine, and that's keep it rubber side down. They ride a lot better that way. I've tried it the other way, and it's just not very, uh, not very good. Later.